gon' call me Jiggy when I'm home, they call me Snowman yeah. We ain't never home, but treat the city like the base, yeah You know where to look if you're looking for the wave, yeah Looking for the... Welcome back another episode of the USF Podcast. I'm your host, Big Dave. Here with my co-host. Al Snow, how y'all doing out there? Everybody good? Everybody uh, good. Y'all good, Snow, man. How's, how's the weather in Seattle, man? I gotta ask you that every week. <laughs> you know what? It's raining. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds about right. It sounds about right, you know. But uh, hey, man, we got a good one today. We got a good one. First time we've had a coach on here, Snow. What you think about that? I'm excited. I'm excited. We don't just have a coach. We got a good one, high level. So I'm really excited about this one. Yeah, we're going to get to get to hear from the coach's side experiences that go on in Europe. But just a little background. Our coach started off in 2004 coaching in Dusseldorf. He also coached in WBC Wales, Artland Dragons. He's assistant coach on the German national team. Also was assistant in Ludwigsburg and a head coach in the NBA G League Salt Lake City Stars. He is now the head basketball coach of Zalgris, which is one of the, a very good EuroLeague team who's playing, I would say, above the, the expectations of what people yeah really thought was going to happen. Absolutely. So, let's welcome to the show, my guy, Martin Schiller. <laughs> Thanks, fellas. Thank you. Happy to be here. Dave L., happy to be here. It's good to have you, Coach. Got I'm excited me. about this. I left something out. Uh-oh. NBA G League Coach of the Year. That's, That's pretty significant, Dave. I don't think we can leave that one out. That's why I had to come back. That's why I had to come back and give it to him. You know. Thank you, Dave. <laughs> How's Lithuania treating you? Like the weather in Lithuania is like like with Al in Seattle. So it, it, it's it's raining. <laughs> <laughs> but that's all good. Other than that, it's a it's a very it's a it's a super interesting country, and the basketball culture is like really impressive. Like in in Europe, it's this doesn't happen often in Europe. You know that you've got like this complete enthusiasm for basketball in a country. It's it's really, really pretty impressive. Yeah. So so far, we Dave touched a little bit on how you guys have been doing. How are you feeling about the success of the group so far this year? I'm feeling uh, good about it. You know, it's a new situation for for me and for the group and figuring things out. And we, uh, you know, we really had a good start and, uh, you know, in, in both competitions, LKL and EuroLeague. And, um, <clears throat> and now, you know, we're... Um, Figuring things out and, and and just trying to get better game by game, practice by practice. So you know, right. but I am happy for the start because it, it's you know it's easier to start something if it's positive and if you get sure. some wins. You know, you know how it is. Sure, coach. I, I kind of wanted to jump into some questions because we don't we we've not had the opportunity, like Dave said, <laughs> to get a coach on the pod. So I really want to jump into some questions from the other side. Can you help? Can you talk a little bit about? Um, some of the things that go into the decision-making process when it comes to you 
maybe deciding who makes sense for you um, as you're building out your team? Um, yeah. Number one thing, like character, you know, like uh, a character of people and players, um, meaning them not being egoistic, you know, like mm -hmm. I mean, everybody of us is egoistic to a certain extent and that's normal, right? But, you know, you want good guys. You want guys who work. Uh, you want guys with a good, like, you know, good general understanding of togetherness. And uh, like, if you can good, good guys on a group, like that's, that's kind of the, the first thing. And I always think like one, one, uh, one little piece of, 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 how do you say like one, one little piece of shit destroys the ice cream, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> I think that'd be true. <laughs> the, one, the one has to be aware. And then the second thing is, uh, the second thing is, uh, well, obviously, you know, the, the, the personnel has to fit the style that you want to play, right? Yeah. Like I, yeah. You know, and that's, that's just what it is. I, I really made the experience in the G League where you switch a lot of players and, uh, I was extremely involved with my GM over there, like recruiting the team that uh, it's actually a phenomenal experience because you just kind of get to play around a little bit, you know, and uh, the experience is if you want a team that passes the ball, well, you, you better have guys who have had assists in the past, you know, if you want a team that shoots the ball, well, you better have guys who can shoot, you know, it's just, if you, it's, 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 it sounds so easy, but at the end of the day, that's a little bit what it is, right? So, yeah, yeah those two things. <clears throat> How did it feel when you got the job to go to Zagreb, knowing that you were about to be on the big EuroLeague stage? Were you nervous taking that job? Was a lot of things run, running through your mind? Were you worried about Lithuania? How was you feeling? Um, I was sitting with my wife in uh, in... <laughs> in Salt Lake City, still on a contract with the stars, with the, with the jazz sure. affiliate, right? And, um, and the call came out of nowhere and I had like two days to prepare for an interview for the job. Mm. So it was not a lot of thinking. And then the offer came pretty fast too. So there was really not so much thinking. Um, and also uh, it, it really came out, of, came out of nowhere, you know, uh, which kind of helped this process that there was no time to think. Um, mm. Other than that, no, I really never, um, I want to say I was never afraid of the pressure or, you know, I was more like, um, you know, looking forward to the challenge, you know, to the basketball challenge. And um, yeah, you know, that's, that's really how it is. Coach, I, I want you to kind of, if you can, um, I thought what you said was really interesting. There's really one, one major point for me, at least, that you made. You said you didn't have time to think, right? And that helped you. Can you – so many of these guys, they're making these decisions and they want 10 offers instead of just the one that they have. Or they want uh, they want to wait on this big club. Or they want to wait – can you talk a little bit about a – a little more about how that helped you just having this in front of you, right? Can you, can you, can you kind of touch on that a little bit? Yeah. Um, I mean, if you, uh, I don't know. I mean, if you, if you like put it from a player's perspective, right. I think mm -hmm. it depends on in which phase in your career you are. Right. Sure, sure. Um, but it's, it's tricky. I, I was in the G league 
for three years, which is like, again, it's phenomenal experience. Like, and it's such a great experience, especially for a European coach, like learning the American uh, culture of like, you know, college hoops and because G League teams are basically like made up of players who could go overseas to certain levels and players who, you know, could make an NBA team, you know, end of the bench perhaps. Uh, and it's a mixture of players who could play like, you know, uh, a first league in European countries, second league in European countries, uh-huh. Euro Cup, Euro League and NBA. Uh-huh. It's a wild mixture. And uh-huh. um, I think where guys get caught up, especially college rookies, you know, is that they, all of them know like somebody who plays on a very high level, whether it be NBA or whether it yep. be in Europe. And, um, and also the culture in America and the basketball, AAU starts in AAU and, and goes up to college. Like the sport means so much and the athletes are, yes, stars, right? Like, uh-huh. um, and therefore it's almost normal that they assume and hope and think that they will just start on a very high stage and right. it's really grounding, right? It's really grounding for those dudes to, um, to figure out that it's not that easy. Meaning you could be in the G league, you know, and, and, and play in the G league in front of like 500 or thousand people suddenly, or you could go to a foreign country and not speak the language and not even be able to judge the um, level of play um, and then suddenly you're like in the mix and next thing you know, you haven't performed in three games and the great European is yelling at you and, and the next thing you know, you're on the next thing smoking. Right? Yeah. So it's super challenging. And, but you, you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. Right? Absolutely. And, That's and why it's good to hear you talk about it. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's difficult though to... So I, I, I do feel that... Um, I, I don't know, I don't know, uh, like the essence of what I'm saying, but, you know, it, there are so many examples of players who've just fought their way up, right? And mm-hmm. if you look at the EuroLeague, it's really interesting. Like the EuroLeague is such an old league, like athletes are old. Mm-hmm. And the foreigners who are in this league are players who are good, uh, but are also players who've showed like just the quality of sticking, right? Mm-hmm. Like, let's say we play against Milano now in two days, and they've got a shooting guard, Michael Raw. And mm-hmm. I don't even know where I went to school, but he's been here for years. Uh, and I play- went to UCLA, I believe. Yeah, UCLA. Mm-hmm. Went to UCLA. And I mean, think about like, he, he like, I played against him like seven years ago, I think, when I was still in Artland, when he was in Antwerp in Belgium. Yeah, yeah. That, Belgium, just, an old, just a good player, solid player. Good, yeah, but good, good level and everything. But like for a kid from UCLA uh, playing, you know, mm-hmm. big college hoops in front of like, you know, fans in the stands, big everything. And then I don't know where he started, whether he started in Antwerp or not. And I'm not downloading, downplaying Antwerp by no means. But like he started there. That's not low, low, but it is like he started mm-hmm. there. And now he's, he's a EuroLeague 
a player making a lot of money playing on the high level. So what I'm saying is like sticking is big, right? And and yeah. I think that quality, not a lot of guys have got that quality. So I really yes. like respect uh, pro athletes, foreigners who kind of make themselves a long European career. It's not an easy thing. Well, what you what I'm hearing you say is it felt like going maybe going from a UCLA type school to an Antwerp feels like a step down, right? Yes. And, and then you just have to have some quality within yourself, not even your basketball ability. Something, mm. no, something in your, your character that says I'm willing to endure this in order to get where I want to go. Yes, yes. And again, I don't know anything about Michael Wall. It's just an example just came to my sure. head, right? But, you know, you, you guys also know these many uh, examples of, of Hoopers who like are really good right but mm -hmm. they just never made it right because yeah. they couldn't stick and uh, i couldn't do it overseas right like the the like the this quality of sticking is big i feel like really yeah. i think it's got to do with love for the game also right and like being uncomfortable because it is uncomfortable right like i remember I feel I understand the athletes better now. Like I was a European coach who like, like all European coaches, like, Hey, why doesn't, you know, the American athlete, I'm, I'm you know, like, why sure. doesn't he bring this quality and that quality? And why, like, you know, why isn't every practice, like, why isn't he like super professional this, that, and like, it's an honor to play for uh, the club and, you know, and having been <laughs> in America and just like putting things in perspective, you know, mm -hmm coaching my guys in the G League like college stars, like literally, like not yeah. far away from the NBA, like college stars, right? Yeah. Being pampered also in America because like hoops means so much, right? Yeah. And, and it, like to make that transfer and then land in a country in Europe that you don't know and then figure it out, that's not an easy thing. That's all I'm saying. Sure. Uh, I exactly what you mean. Uh, like a lot of guys, it's not just only basketball is not the reason they, you know, don't make it. It can be they can't adjust to the country that they're living in as far as the lifestyle of the cultural differences gets them all messed up. Yeah. And they're so used to getting pampered. <laughs> There's no pampering when it comes to Europe. I remember someone no. like, hey, man, what kind of shoes does the team get you? Yeah. I buy my shoes before I come to Europe. <laughs> right. right. And, yeah. It's and and then it's also yeah. That's it. You say it. Yeah. <laughs> Coach, uh, you you also mentioned something that I think is really interesting. You talked a little bit about uh, because you're from Germany, correct? Yes. Okay. So you're. Oh, I'm Austrian. I'm Austrian, and my mother is British, but I grew up in Germany, so I am from Germany. Okay. Boom. There we go. So, either way, you're you're European for sure. Right? That's a fact. <laughs> so we'll go with that. So, so your your journey took you from the exact opposite of most of our players that we sit on the pod with, right? So, you went from Europe to America, but you also went at a later stage in your life. You didn't go at 22, fresh out of college. So maybe you had you were more open, had more of a, uh, a, a more well-rounded or developed uh, picture of the world, like a worldview developed. Can you talk a little bit about maybe how that helped you having more yeah. of a, 
a more well-rounded de and developed <clears throat> yeah. worldview? I would, I mean, I would assume it helped me, but I can tell you that like the first year in America was really tough, like for me and the family, because it was a lot of stuff happening, you know, adjusting to mm. the team, adjusting to the game, adjusting to the country, right? Like it really humbled me uh, from the standpoint of, again, like the, the classic story, right? The American coming over to Europe and not being able to drive the stick car mm -hmm. and, 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 and being late, uh, no, not, not paying his bills because he couldn't read the language and, 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 and uh, losing weight because he couldn't figure out the food, you, you, mm -hmm. you know, like, and, and where, where, where it really humbled me, like, you know, like getting to America and figuring out, uh, like how to survive in a new in a different country which again for me to america was from a language standpoint not that difficult but i'll tell you like it was there's a lot to adjust to right so yeah. again it humbled me and it humbled my you know my understanding and i think it grew my empathy for for mm. athletes to come here you know um yeah it's would you say that's helped you now as a coach moving forward as you're bringing guys over and you know now firsthand what they're dealing with, will you say that that's yeah. helped you? Uh -huh. Yeah, I think so. I think I, I'm actually pretty, I'm really sure about that. Like, you know, like learning, yeah, learning about American athletes, learning about America in general, right? With everything that uh, is like, you know, makes the country, sure, you know, great, but also like also the problems of the country, right? Mm -hmm. So like, like, it's things that I really will say, like it grew, it, it's been a great developmental like journey for me and my family, you know, and like something like, I mean, now it's like touching on a lot of things, but the, the problems that America has and that like you may hear in the news in Europe, it's something different if you note it, if you really feel it, like, like give, you, give you an example, like, let's say the, the, the gun carry, right? Like, mm -hmm. just like, it's like something we cannot understand, right? But then if you're there, like mm -hmm. literally, I had three years of G League and in three years, in every year I had one, actually in one year, two times, an athlete having to travel home for a funeral because like mm -hmm. a close friend got killed. And that is like, you only understand it then or just like and now i'm not opening up like this could be a different podcast but like racism itself is something a, a, a caucasian like a white german in germany mm -hmm. i don't i you know never knew understood heard of it of course mm -hmm. and knew about it in america right but it is something different when you're there because <laughs> Because it's like the elephant is right there in the room and it's, and it gets such a delicate topic, right? Like, and it's mm -hmm. just as an example, right? Like, and, and so it's like, it's like, um, it's, and I think that having lived there really like helped me understand like, also like social problems. I mean, like just poverty, right? Like, sure. or like the poverty that athletes come, like, people can come from in America is a bigger poverty that people in Germany, for example, come from. It's just like what sure. it is, right? They like it's just a reality. And, and, 
and I didn't know before. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think all those things added up, and and uh, like it for sure helped me deal with, you know, with and understand. I want to say athletes better. Let's put it like this, Coach. One thing that really just I really liked that you said. You mentioned the race thing, and I know you said that could open up my basically a whole nother podcast, right? But <laughs> I, I want to say this to you: in preparing for this conversation with you, Dave and I actually spoke about some race racial racism type issues and one of the things and i don't want to put you on the spot so if you don't feel comfortable talking about this just tell us and we'll move on yeah but um coach you got an amazing opportunity right coming from the g league to where you are now and one of the things dave and i spoke about was like i played 10 years they played 14 years and we can't recall ever running into a black coach in Europe, a black head coach, Uh, right? Uh Ever in our entire career. And still now, I I don't know one. Uh We know know guys who've had a job, right? But can you you talk about, not to say that there's a bunch of racism going on in Europe. That's not what I'm suggesting. What I'm saying is we just don't see it. So I want to open it to you to kind of just from your perspective, based on your experience in America and your experience in Europe, what yeah. you see. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 can't, I can't really say, I can say that I'm, uh, I was assistant coach for Tyrone McCoy. Yes. That, who that's was, the that may be that Ty was the only uh, Afro-American head coach in Euro Cup history, probably. I don't even know, but the odds are high, right? <laughs> let's put it like this and Ty and I as Dave knows like uh, like so I really I, I really can't say anything you know I don't I, I don't know you know it's it's but I, I I do know that I worked for Ty for basically with him for five years and for directly for him as head coach for two years mm-hmm. and we're really like tight tight friends and mm-hmm. um, like his uh his uh, his stories we shared so many stories when when i went to america and it, it was like because we're really tight friends and like you know mm-hmm. it's an open um how should i say like <laughs> it's it's not a delicate topic between him and me race sure. you know it's mm-hmm. more like you know so and he had told me so many stories before and i called him so often and said hey <laughs> I know I didn't understand, but now at least I've got a little bit of an idea, you know. And no, it's it's really interesting. It's it's interesting, but I can't. I, I really don't have an sure, you know, sure. An idea. sure. I mean, the way me and uh, Coach met is through Tyrone McCoy, because you know me and Tyrone yeah. together in Germany, and uh, exactly. in the Turkey to play in a preseason tournament, I believe. And you know, we all <clears throat> went out to eat, walked around the city. And, you know, that's when, you know, me and Martin got to talking, man. You know, Martin's a funny guy. He actually gave me uh, a nickname. Well, one of them. 50 down. 50 down. <laughs> 50 down. Exactly. Because the GM, what was the story? The, the GM, we were talking about contracts being paid or not paid, this, that, right? And then the, and our GM at the time said, great guy, by the way. He said, yeah, but, I mean, would you really, I don't remember. 
I mean, would he rather go to there or there for 50,000 more or be here? And both of us looked at each other and said, yep, for 50,000, I'll go there. <laughs> Ever since Dave's name for me is 50,000. That's how I have him in my cell phone too. <laughs> extra, yes. Also, by the way, guys, one thing that, uh, and I don't even know if I should say this, but um, uh, like talking about the money, right? Like uh, it, it turns into a job, right? And mm -hmm. it is a job. It doesn't only turn mm -hmm. into a job, it is a job. And I feel it turns into a job even more if you like leave your country and leave your home yes. and sacrifice uh, your, you know, like, your comfort, right? And uh, also something from the, I want to say European club perspective that sometimes is overlooked, you know, like mm -hmm. uh, like the, the identification with the club, right? That the club brings and the European club brings, good European clubs bring, right? Mm -hmm. Is huge, right? Uh, but just the side of the athlete is, no, of course, right? And you want an athlete to identify and eventually he will if the club treats him well and he has good yes. experiences there, right? And then, yes. and if he feels comfortable where the, you know, how the club handles things, then, uh, then certainly, uh, especially with experience, probably athletes may say, hey, listen, okay, I'm going to stay in this club and it has to be major money raised to move, right? But mm -hmm. like, it plays a role, right? It's, it's a draw. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I want to ask you a question when we usually ask, you know, most of the players. When they come over to Europe, we always ask, what was the craziest story or experience, some funny moment that they have? Do you have anything like that from maybe when you went to America, something crazy happened to you and you was like, oh my God, I can't believe that happened? Something <laughs> shocking. I had some stories. Hmm. <laughs> you know like some like nice stories and some like not so nice stories like you know like like again like the i mean we had some <laughs> we had some yeah actually like we had to kick a player off our team because like he got like like literally in the fist fight like before a game like during warm-up in the locker room over uh, you know, over a little bit of money that perhaps was owed to him by other teammates, you know, and it was like, that was in the G League, you know, in my first year, you know, it was like, it was, I know there's not the craziest story, but it was like, it was so absurd, you know, it was like, what? Like, <laughs> it was like, just dealing with, 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 dealing with the dude, also, I think he never, never played again. So it was <laughs> like, it was like, there's some, just like some, some, some some stuff happened, you know. Some stuff that you could easily like look past, and some stuff that you would never experience in in Europe again. Like you know, again, like sending guys home for funerals and stuff. Like that's just crazy stuff, right? Like it's like like looking a man in the eyes and 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 seeing him cry because he's got to leave, and then having him in practice three days later. It's it's just a you know, it's a it's not a funny story. It's a crazy story though, right? And, yeah. and no, so so really some some had some stuff over there. Martin, I know, uh, like I said, you being one of the youngest coaches, you 
probably can relate better to the players uh, more than other coaches uh, because of your age. Uh, would you call yourself more of a players coach where all the players would feel comfortable coming to you for anything? <clears throat> I don't. I don't know. No, I wouldn't, you know, and I would like to be known as a good coach. However, you know, however I get it done to like uh -huh. make the team perform, you know, uh, so no, not, not necessarily, but I will say that obviously like my age, like my team captain here is 36, you know, <laughs> and there's one like 13 Lithuanian championships, like, like he's the king of the country and yeah. like, the one I cannot act as if like I'm gonna like I'm not I cannot act like an old school European coach with him like that doesn't work right it would mm -hmm. be totally unauthentic right so however you get the point across right um, <laughs> yeah coach I wanted to uh, just I got a couple kind of quick rapid fire questions I want to throw at you how's yeah. that sound sure. Okay. Yesikevichis or Chris Paul? Chris mm, Paul. Mm, mm. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Let's say uh, NBA or EuroLeague. Oh, you said they're real comfortable being in Lithuania. He did. He did. That's why. <laughs> say again, next one. NBA or EuroLeague? I've got to say EuroLeague now. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let me tell you one thing before you, before you keep shooting with your provocant rapid fire. <laughs> um, um, like one thing, the difference, it's the same sport, but it's a different game. Like that yep. is for sure. And yep. I really think you can only understand if you've kind of been in it. Like, it's, it's difficult to explain, but keep shooting. You've seen a lot of basketball in Europe, so I want to know this specifically. German basketball or Lithuanian basketball? You're really trying to get me fired. <laughs> <laughs> no, hold on, before you answer, I, I think it's a legitimate question because from my purview, it's a different brand. Yeah. Let me let me not let me not uh, let me let me not answer the question with one of the two. But let me say it's so different. Yeah. And also to the fact of um, like a young American coming overseas, mm -hmm. right? Is different playing in Lithuania or playing in Germany? Sure. Different playing in Germany with five other Americans potentially mm -hmm. or in Lithuania where you're one out of two probably, right? Yeah. It's different playing in Lithuanian basketball where it's uh, uh, not as athletic, but extremely, extremely intelligent, you know, uh, mm -hmm. or in, in German uh, league where you play against real good athletes, you know, like, so it's different brands of basketball, but don't let me answer the question. Okay. We'll leave it alone. We can move on, Dave. We'll move on. <laughs> Dave had a question for you, though. He really wanted to get into, so I'll let him answer. Well, I, I have a couple of one of two. Of your years of playing basketball, which one player did not play in coaching basketball? What player most stands out in your mind 
when you watched him playing during the game and you was like, yo, this guy is just amazing? Tyrese Rice. Mm. Yeah. Ty McCoy and I, we had him with Stefan Koch. He was our head coach back then. That was Tyrese's second year out. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was he was a real real gamer. Hey, uh, he could he could play. He could he could run pick and rolls to score and to pass and shifting mm-hmm. this was real good dude. Like, yep, I I I'd say I'd call him. Here's a, here's a, here's a one that's gonna be you know Tyrese Rice came a little quick off off your tongue there. So this one's gonna probably take a little time. Give me your starting five European players. It could be Americans and Europeans. They just had to play in Europe. Okay, so Tyrese Rice. Okay. That would be your point guard. Yes. Uh, and then a guy, a guy of your guys' uh, uh, generation, Ty Ellis. Ty mm. Ellis. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know Ty, you know Ty Ellis? He was yeah. a smooth shooter. Um, then um, a guy you guys don't nah, you know Nathan Peavy yep I coached Nathan Peavy he was a great power forward if he wouldn't have gotten injured in Berlin I think he would have played EuroLeague for, for quite a few years mm. um, and then I need a three man and I need a five man right yep you know, your five, his problem was David Dixon. You know, I did a lot of work. No, it wasn't David Dixon. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know who was a great player who played in Europe? Joe Ingles. Mm, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. That's your three. three man. I'll take him yep. as a three man. That's your three. And then, really great player, right? Joe Ingles. And then yeah. a five. Um, David Dixon. Uh, Dave, you will laugh. <laughs> no. Uh, five man. Um, I. You know who I think? I mean, I'll take Porzingis as a stretch five. Mm. And he played in Europe. He is a Europe. Mm-hmm. Can I do that? Yeah, you can do that. Yeah. I see how I see your style though. That's gonna be a, that ball's gonna move and pop, and you guys are gonna be able to shoot the heck out of it. That's gonna be think, a tough team to deal with. I think that's really important, like being able to stretch the floor at the bigs, right? Like it's yeah, important. Yeah, tell me how that group would defend, coach. That's a very good question um, because Tyrese, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're being honest. We're being honest. <laughs> <laughs> English is good. Ty, Ty Ellis, Ty Ellis was a pretty decent and locked-in defender. Uh, who did we have at the three? Joe Ingles is long and, He's good. and willing. Yeah. Uh, willing, willing. Yeah. Yeah. Nathan Peavy defend. Yeah, so I think we'd have to cover up for for probably for the one and the five man. Because <laughs> <laughs> you need, I heard you need some help at the five position. I'm ready. Yeah, I, that's you're not the first. <laughs> this is for <laughs> Africa, right? <laughs> Ready for what? It's not a Ready long flight right here in Turkey, in Istanbul. You know what? I'll buy my own plane ticket. I'm ready, you know, to you get, out, get my bump in. 
Actually, we, we are pretty loaded at the five. We've got, we've got some good players. No, Coach, what he was asking for was to be an assistant and train the five men no, in practice. No, no, no. <laughs> That's far from what I'm asking. <laughs> you know, I can give you five, ten minutes of solid minutes a game. That's what you think. Good. <laughs> Basketball is in me. Fifty thousand. I've got fifty thousand for you. <laughs> uh, yep. Yeah, guys. I want to thank you for you know taking the time out to you know. Come on here, give us your, you know, your side of the story from the coach's perspective. Really enjoyed it. Uh, man, had a great time. Uh, I don't know if you do social media, but if you, you know, anybody, our listeners want to follow you, do you, do you do social media? Do you have a handle that people can, you know, watch you and follow you to your progress? I've got Instagram. Okay. What's your okay. handle on Instagram? My oh, if I knew that, <laughs> <laughs> I got Instagram because when I got this job, like people were uh, were making fake accounts, you know. Mm. So basically, like I had to get it, you know. Mm -hmm. So, like, man, guys, I'm I'm not a social media guy. I've got uh, Instagram, but social media, I got you. Yeah, it's all right. We'll find you. We'll find you. Right. <laughs> I'll text you, Dave. I'll figure it out. Okay. <laughs> Last question, I'll, I'll text you. For young players that's coming to Europe, do you have any advice or words of wisdom that you know you would like to share with them? Because you know those players don't know what to expect. I didn't. Uh, a lot of players that come over don't. They thinking it's going to be easy when it's not because it's more than just basketball that you have to deal with. Yeah. So, I think like knowing, like trying to like listening to people who tell you that is the first thing. And then like fight through the, uh, fight through the, um, how do you say the uncomfort, right? Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. a lot of play, a lot of guys. And I guess you guys will say the same. A lot of players who made themselves a career overseas said, um, the first year was one of the worst years in their lives. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And, really? and yeah. I think like getting through that year, wherever you are and like just embracing the grind, you know, shows a lot about your character. Right. So, and, and mm -hmm. grind, grind, get through there, get through there. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, coach. We really appreciate you taking time, man. It's been great. This is going to be a great episode. I think our viewers are going to love it. We, I really appreciate you coach. Hey fellas. Thank you very much. You guys have a good day. If you have a good night, right. Al, you have a good day. That's the plan. Yes. Sir. And enjoy the draft. <laughs> Thank Sounds you good. for joining Eurostep and Podcast. Catch us All right, on com and also the Next Ones Network YouTube page. Eurostep and Podcast, no G. Because we got it all together. Thought it was a joke, what they still playing games for? Holes in my denim, never holes in my game, no. You won't be just like me, they don't love you the same, no. The series three to nothing, and I'm back home for game four. Right now, say goodnight now, this is mine. Funny how them shots all at my head will give me.